0: Alright, people, let's do this one last time.
1: This is the
0: way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Ramamu, I've come to bargain.
1: We know each other. He's a friend from
0: work. You may be wondering why the red suit? Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know
1: what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win,
0: Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you would possibly imagine. I am inevitable.
1: Stop right there. I'm in.
0: Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. Geek. My name is Matthew, and I'm joined today, as always, by Stephen Reyes. How are you doing today, Stephen? Man, it's
1: been a hot minute since we've done a podcast together. Sure it has, has been so long, and I've uh, I've, I've I've needed this. <laughs> the year has not started the way I, I <laughs> thought it would, and uh, okay, look, looking forward to uh, the things to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry things haven't gone the way you wanted to this year. Uh, But hopefully it gets a lot better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's all good.
0: But uh, yeah, so this is episode 50, by the way. So we've done 50 of these bad boys. But actually, you know, it's actually episode one. You know why, Stephen? Why is that, Matthew? Because we're in season two of our podcast. So we've done over a full year of our podcasting so now we're in season two and technically it's season two episode one so there you go
1: whoa man okay (laughs) still 50
0: 50 podcast episodes over overall but this is season two episode one so yeah that's pretty cool right
1: very nice oh yeah (laughs) welcome to season two episode one of this years podcast flavor of the geek man uh, let's go it's been a ride let's go
0: yeah so yeah because the last time we talked nerd stuff was before christmas i believe and yeah yeah i think i remember getting pretty pretty shitty on eggnog i think <laughs> That's right. That was. I remember fun. that, that <laughs> trying was... to edit the podcast was 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 funny because you kept
1: doing weird like things in the background. <laughs> what are you doing, man? This is yeah. hard.
0: but then, then we uh, we played trivia too. We played uh, the Christmas movie trivia. I think it was. That was fun.
1: That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 It was even funner to uh, to edit the podcast and put in the different uh, like the the themes of each of uh, yeah. each Christmas uh, movie. So that was fun.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, we got Christmas, New Year's, and then I uh, got your birthday. You had your birthday a couple weeks ago. Turned 20, yeah. 28. He an old man.
1: 28. <laughs> old man, man. And to start off my old man mentality, I hurt my back. On um, <laughs> to a great start.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Is it getting any better?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's healing up there. I went to the doctors uh, two days ago, mm-hmm. and they're giving it another week before I can really get back to work. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's Making some good progress. Good. Making some good progress. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> good. Well, that's good to hear. All right. Well, yeah, we do have a few geek topics to talk about today, as well as a main topic, of course, that being The Last of Us episode one, because we told you back when we saw the trailer, back when it was announced, back when we got casting, we were talking about this this show for sure. Is we're not, you're not, you're not escaping it. We're getting this show out here, so. We'll be talking about that at the end of the episode, but, uh, all right, so geek topic number one, let's get into it. Let's go. All right, so geek topic number one, we got Ant-Man the Wasp Mania trailer, uh, came out, I think it was about 10 days ago because I... I just rewatched it before doing this podcast and Steven you've seen the the trailer right
1: oh, I've seen it a couple of times yeah Oof,
0: oh my god it is crazy especially the line where he says uh, well where Scott says I don't have to win we both just have to lose which leads me to believe there's going to be some deaths in this freaking movie right like either either they're pulling a fast one on us and Scott's not going to die or what they're showing us in the trailer is actually going to happen, and at least a version of Scott's going to die. If it's not our main MCU, yeah. Scott, it could be yeah. another version of Scott throughout the multiverse. So uh, That's what I was thinking, because yeah. in Doctor Strange: Multiverse
1: of Madness, there were certain scenes they showed you in the trailer, and you were like, oh, damn, Doctor Strange is going to do this, but it ended up being a different version of Doctor Strange doing that. So they could easily just go about it and, and kill off a version of... Um, Ant Man or or Scott Lang yeah. in this movie, because there's an infinite number of of Scott Langs out there in the universe, and I mean, I can easily see Kang showing the deaths of other Ant Men who have tried to defy him when when asked the exact same task yep. of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just that dangerous of a person. Like this this trailer. This was what I wanted it to be. This really was. Yeah. Uh, there was so much into it. We have a lot to discuss about it, but uh, sorry, you continue.
0: No, no, that's fine. So, yeah, this this movie comes out August 17th, so less than August, February 17th, <laughs> less than a month away, and I am so excited for this. I, uh, I ended up buying tickets. It was t- tough. I know in my area, it's a little bit more difficult than where you live, Stephen, to get uh, Marvel movie tickets, but... It's, it was pretty hectic and chaotic. So I'm glad I was able to get them for everyone who wanted to go. And I actually ended up buying two sets of tickets for two separate uh, movie theaters, just in case the first ones oh, okay. were a fluke. I bought the second pair as well. <laughs> a fluke. <laughs> okay. You got who it. You, going with? you got it. So I'm yeah. um, going with, so Tori, Mom, uh, Ashley, Scott, Jake and a bunch of Jake's friends. and oh, a good crew. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and then eventually, I think probably that Friday or Saturday after it comes out, I think I'm going to go see it with Marina and Mike, if they're up for it. I asked her about that today, so I think I'm going to go see that with them uh, shortly after the premiere. So that'll be fun. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, but yeah, this, this movie looks incredible. Like, it's... It looks like something we've never seen before in an Ant-Man movie or any kind of movie. It's gonna take full. It's gonna take take place fully in the quantum realm. And Kang, I don't know about you, but I kind of felt, had a feeling that there's gonna be a couple of different versions of Kang in this movie. Uh, one just seems more serious than the others, and I don't know. I'm thinking that at some point in the movie, a version of Kang comes out comes out here and is like, Nah, I'm gonna kill this one so I can take over." He seems to have an army. Am I wrong about that? Because it does seem like no, no, Kang yeah. has an army, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and we've se- we saw Modok in the trailer. Oh, that that one. Was, Modok, uh, that's something. right. Yeah, yeah we, we saw have. Modok in the trailer. We saw we we. It looked like there were different versions of Kang the Conqueror in this trailer. There are two different things I can I could be, I could see happening in the movie. One, it could be there's one over the top leader of that, that dynasty, of that entire crew. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a whole bunch of Kangs that work below that head Kang. But considering his name, Kang the Conqueror, I doubt that any of them would, would, would want to, uh, would want to uh, obey the one above them. They'd want to be the one in power, the one in charge. So maybe that that isn't the case. The second thing would be there are multiple Kangs. One comes after the other to... Undermine the one that came before them and take over as the head head honcho, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's no way that the that the, the people, the the heroes involved in this movie, are going to m- gonna make it out of this unscathed. Right. It's in, it's it's impossible because we, like I said before, we had gotten a glimpse of Kang in he who remained in Loki and he was the more forgiving yeah. type of them all. He was the lenient one. He was the smartest one, the mo- probably the most powerful one, but at the same time, he was the one that was the least ruthless of all, of all of them. So from this moment on, for the next couple of years, we're in for a rude awakening because this can be like a game of Thrones type of thing in in the MCU now where, you, you you learn to love a, a character. You get like a and a season of them on 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 Disney Plus or you get a, a movie or two with them. And then all of a sudden they're dead. It's not just like, "Oh, they're going to go to a different planet. They're going to do this and that. They're going to retire from being a superhero." No, no, no. They're going to straight up die. Yeah. We're going to see some deaths in the MCU. And some of them might be very Especially shocking. Especially
0: in Phase 5. For sure.
1: Especially in Phase 5, yeah. And it's it might blow your mind because we're, we're we're out of that that transitional phase in the MCU. We're now getting onto the real hardcore stuff. We're getting onto the on top of some galactic shit, and I <laughs> I'm scared where this is gonna turn. In a good way though, I'm not scared. It's like oh, MCU is gonna go down the toilet and we're gonna everything's gonna be ruined. I think that we're in good hands now. I think that we've we've kind of retracted from what we were doing for the past couple of years. I think that we're going to be in good hands, and For sure. I think that the, the heroes are not going to be. I think they are going to die.
0: <laughs> They're all going to die. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but uh, no, I agree. I think that Kevin Feige realized that um, it it's qual- quality over quantity, right? So they realized that they can't be putting out 10 TV shows a year, five movies, that kind of thing, because they have to... They need more quality. They need to, there to be, yeah, just again, better quality. So, uh, But I do have a theory oh, yeah. about, uh, about quantum mania, and it's kind of stupid, but can I get a theory time? You got it. Theory. theory time. Okay, perfect. So my theory is that, see, we have all these soldiers, right? And I'm going to guess that they have helmets on or their faces are covered. But I'm gonna guess at the end of this movie, after the climactic finish, the Kang is going to die, and all the soldiers are gonna look at each other, remove their masks, and they're all Kang variants. Every single one of the soldiers <laughs> are Kang variants,
1: and then they're okay. like,
0: oh, they're like, uh, so who's the ruler now? And then they start fucking fighting each other. They're like, motherfucker, get out of here! And then we get a re- like the real bad Kang that comes down and is like. Nope. I'm taking the chair and they're like, Yes, master. <laughs> it's like, well, that fight
1: was pointless. Never mind.
0: <laughs> he looks better than proceed to the throne. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of my theory. I, I don't know why I think this, but I feel like it's it's going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see. No, that's
1: that's fine. I mean, there are an infinite number of kangs, as as, exactly. as discussed before, and you don't know how powerful each of them is. You don't know which one's the most powerful. So you're just—it's a guessing game at this point on what kang we're getting in this movie. Yep. Because this is setting the tone. This is setting the tone for the rest of the uh, of of this phase that we're about to get. Phase five. And it's setting the tone for what the rest of the, this phase is going to be, and onward. And I, you see in the sh- in in the uh, the trailer, you see Ant-Man running in the quantum realm, and you see a giant man, giant man, um, running, kind of alongside of him, but like further down. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden he starts to deteriorate, kind of like what happened. With Mister Fantastic in um, Doctor Strange, where oh, yeah. all of a sudden he starts to expand, like his limbs start to like be jello kind of thing. He then get elongates and okay, stretches out and just becomes nothing. You know, it just dissolves. Yep. And that's a scary thing to look at because it's it's supposed to be a little foreshadowing for what Scott Lang's future holds. Now he he's in the trailer. It it feels like Kang's holding cassie hostage and the only way that um, scott can get out of the quantum realm with his family is by sacrificing himself and helping kang now given that they have like four different shots of a fight scene with kang in the trailer it's almost very likely that he's dead now it's very possible that those are four different Scott Langs in those four scenes that they're showing in exactly. the trailer. Yep. Four different moments where he tried to take uh, advantage of Kang and Kang showed him the hard way who's boss. Yep. That might be what happens. And we don't know for certain. Like every other Marvel movie to this point, there has been some predictability. You can't really say that about this movie because you don't know like it could be it could be Scott Lang's last appearance in the MCU oh it could be boy. Paul Rudd's last movie with us aside from like maybe some like memory shots they'll do later on but it's going to be wild also i'm not sure if you know this but i saw a video in certain parts of the world they were showing the exact same trailer and then after the trailer it shows you like the people in the cast in certain places in the world, when they're showing that trailer, Robert Downey Jr.'s name pops up no. next to Paul Rudd. Yes. Robert Downey fucking Jr. pops up next to Paul Rudd's name after the trailer in certain parts, in certain uh, trailers af- like in those parts of the world. I don't remember which one it was, like which uh, countries it was that, that showed the trailer, that it revealed that, but his name's there.
0: Huh.
1: Now, that's a big mistake. Also... <laughs> This one, this next one might be a false one, but someone said that they th- they think they saw Thor at one point in the trailer. Now I looked at the trailer again, I didn't see it, but they believe that Thor was in the trailer. He, be- they believe that that Chris Hemsworth is going to make an appearance. Now, given the circumstances that Chris Hemsworth has taken a step away from acting because of the uh, history of Alzheimer's in his family, I don't believe that's true but that was a rumor that I saw that he was gonna be that he was in the trailer and that he was gonna be in the movie which that part I don't believe but Robert Downey Jr. that's gonna be tough and not because it's gonna be tough getting him back because of everything that's happened in the MCU but we've already seen him die right. at the hands of Infinity War now we're into, we're getting into the Kang dynasty seeing him die a second time at the hands of Kang that's gonna be tough
0: yeah. I don't think he's Who's be to in the say? Movie?
1: Yeah, but who's to say that uh Iron Man who sacrificed himself in Infinity War isn't selfish in this version that they show us? It could be a totally Ooh, different version of Tony Stark and Iron Man. Now yeah. that's something that's something that I don't want to see, but I could first see them doing if they were going to do something like that because every single version being the same of Robert Downey Jr. No, not Robert Downey Jr. Um, being the same of um, Iron Man slash Tony Stark. Uh, mm-hmm. t- t- Tony Stark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was a you got Pony it.
1: <laughs> My bad. Tony Stark. There it is. Uh, yeah. Every different version of Tony Stark uh, should be different in some capacity. Right. Um, now, this, I've said so much, but like this movie, man, it comes out, it doesn't even feel like it's coming out in a month it's coming out in a in a, in, a, in a, almost a month and it doesn't even feel like it is like the the marketing for this movie it seems somewhat there i haven't seen an overload of it on like youtube and the ads or or when i'm going i was going through like i like when we when i was at uh, emily's house they had one trailer for for ant-man and uh and the Wasp quantum mania and it was like right, before, like right after Christmas time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the same thing we had seen like a month or two prior, which is fine. But I was, only, I I was watching the uh, Buccaneers game versus the Cardinals, and that trailer played once. It didn't play multiple times like I've seen a lot of other MCU projects done. Right. Like every other commercial, it's that same trailer. No, no, it played once. The for like three and a half hours, so the marketing is steady. It's not over the top like too much for us to handle. Like. Giving us so many trailers at once, giving us so many of those. Uh, what are those? What are those? Uh, like short things called?
0: Oh, the TV the spots. Ones.
1: The TV spots. They they're not giving us TV like so many TV spots that we can't handle. Yeah. And they're not doing. They're not pulling a Spider Man where they wait until the last possible minute to give us everything. Right. It's there. It's consistent. It's maybe under the radar a little bit, but I think this is gonna be one of the best movies of uh, two thousand and twenty three if not, of Phase 5. And I just think we have to, as Samuel L. Jackson has said in um, Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because, because man, I, there are going to be moments, I, I just feel, I can feel it, I can feel it that there are going to be moments in this movie where people who are true MCU fans are going to stand up in unison at at certain spots and freak the fuck out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope because... so. I hope it's similar to Infinity War and Endgame where it's just freaking chaotic in the theater where everyone's cheering or crying or yelling. I hope it's like that. I like those kinds of movies and experiences in theaters. I think that would be fun. Oh, yeah.
1: It's, it's nice to finally see all the people sharing the exact same emotions that you do, especially after so much time, so much dedicated time, to a certain franchise. Yeah. Like it was, it was worth it. Like with infinity war and game, uh, Spider-Man, no way home. Like those moments, they were worth it when everyone's getting on their fucking feet, cheering at the same time. You're like, you get it. Everyone understands where you're coming from in this. Yeah. Now watching this movie in Florida is going to be challenging because nobody seems to get the exact same expressions I do when it comes to these, <laughs> um, these moments. Like there were a couple moments during Thor where I cheered, no one else cheered. There were a couple moments during Doctor Strange, Most Multiverse of Madness, when I was screaming and I was like, "Motherfucker, yes!" and everyone's silent. I'm like, "Dude, does no <laughs> one have any emotion here? What's
0: going on?" Maybe you so, should just fly to Rhode Island and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll watch it here. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll watch it here. You know, I'll buy my plane tickets to then get my regular tickets for the show, and then uh, I'll be right back after that. That's it. It's gonna happen. Yeah. But
0: uh, yeah, we're both excited for this. It's a good way to, uh, good w- way to kind of go into the next topic here, which is also Marvel related. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be talking about Ant-Man: The Last Quantum Media quite a bit more uh, coming into February 17th. Whoop, whoop. Mm. Alright, but topic number two, we got Agatha, Coven of Chaos, is filming now, and we got our first behind the scenes looks today. Actually, technically, we got them yesterday when Joe Locke, who shared a, a behind the scenes look uh, at his chair and at himself and his locker and he is rumored to be playing Billy Maximoff which we first met in WandaVision as a child. So it's Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, so this actor he I think he's about 20 or he, he's probably over 20 years old. I would I would think. I don't think he's younger than 20, but um, but being playing Billy Maximoff that would be pretty cool. It just be it's interesting how did he get there? Cuz I mean they got wiped away, but if you know the comic book storyline of Young Avengers. They kind of. After Wanda kind of messed with. The multiverse and the in the dark hold. It's possible. That now Billy and Tommy. Are back in the MCU. Um, because that's kind of what happened. In the, MCU, in the Marvel Universe. Um, before. In the Young Avengers. Where they disappeared. But then all of a sudden they were. Just reappeared. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so okay. he, he's, he's going to possibly be in that movie or in the, sh- the TV show. It just started filming. So it's possible that this one comes out late 2023, mm-hmm. early 2024. Uh, but, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Especially, I love freaking, uh, what the heck's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Oh, oh Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yes. Dude, I, lo- I like her so much. She's so funny. Uh, she's great in everything that she plays. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. How about you?
1: Oh, yeah. I am totally looking forward to this one. I mean, everything that Katherine Hahn touches, it just feels like it's pure gold, whether it be comedic gold or just the character gold, what she does. So the first thing I, I, I believe I saw her in was Parks and Rec. She played uh, yeah. Jennifer Barkley, who was opposite of Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler's character. I mean, oh, she yeah. <laughs> ran a, she, she helped uh Paul Rudd's character actually I'm pretty sure to run against Leslie Nope when she was going for something council city council I think it was I'm be yeah. wrong yep. but she was in that she was, she was in WandaVision of course she was in Glass Onion which we did oh, see yes. like a month ago I've and, seen that
0: one too Yeah
1: and every single character that I've seen her play She's, She's in never. Bad Moms
0: Bad She's Moms in bad is really moms good as
1: well. Yeah, she's gonna be in *Coven of Chaos*. She -hmm. was. It says she was in *Hotel Transylvania*. Uh, She was in *We're the Millers*. Oh, that's right, with Nick Offerman. Oh my goodness, (laughs) their comedic duo was fucking amazing. Their dynamic was was impeccable. You know, it went so well with the rest of the movie. So she doesn't shy away from these from these cool these really fun roles. Uh, or let's just say good roles in in general. Um, she was in Anchorman. She she was in Anchorman Two. She like she she's she's been in the business for a while. and It's sad that I'm just noticing this now that she's been in these diff- these different uh, projects. But she's been in the game for a long time, and so getting yeah. her own solo show like this, I'm excited for Catherine Han. Um, blew it away. I mean, I feel like in Wandavision, we kind of most of us kind of knew. That she was, um, she was bad just because of like the like comics or whatever, or yep. when we read from other people who read comics. But um, the way she she went about it, the, like her portrayal of the character, I think was marvelous. It was just marvelous, and that's not just me trying to make a pun because it's in the Marvel <laughs> universe. But like I, th- I thought, her her portrayal of Agatha was was marvelous. It really was, and as soon as she gets revealed as Agatha. And then you have a little song and all that, and she's dis- she's showing Wanda everything that's going on. I was like, ooh, I'm in it with you. I'm in it with this with you. That's great. So giving her her own solo project like this is amazing, and I'm happy that it's starting to film. And uh, we've got some behind-the-scenes stuff, which means that things are happening for the damn project, happening. unlike other things that we might be discussing. Cough, cough, uh, you know what
0: who said that yep. who said that i didn't, say that. I didn't hear anything
1: <laughs> i didn't hear it no yeah. someone's, someone's saying stuff i don't know <laughs> no but yeah
0: but yeah i really am excited <laughs> yes me too me too and i'm sure we'll get be getting more set photos and more news about this agatha show uh, but for the time being let's move on to geek topic number three it's kind of a quick multi-topic number three because I, I changed it a little bit to talk about just a couple different things uh, so to kind of save time I guess because it's really just news we don't really have to discuss it that long but we got Blade will begin filming on May 30th apparently and Venom really 3 fell. is planning to start really filming fell. June through September so we got Venom 3 filming June through September so my question is now, for you one, Steven I <laughs> My question is for you, Stephen. <laughs> Will Blade really start filming in May? <laughs> what do you think? Not a chance. Not a chance. Nope. But we've got to hope for it projects. because the reason that freaking um, Secret Wars got pushed was because of Blade. So we got to hope that it films in May so it hits its target release window. Otherwise, they're going to be keep pushing these movies, and I do not want that to happen. You're saying May is when they're going to be started. May thirtieth. Yep, that's what it says. May
1: thirtieth. Okay, all right. So, so is it official that we have a full on script at this point? Because I remember the last time we talked about this, they were yeah. thinking about rewriting some things. They did. Uh, re-write there are certain the things they were going to be re. <laughs> re- uh, rehired or whatever, recast, that they had fired. I think it was a director that got fired.
0: The director got f- um, Well, I don't know if he got fired, yeah, he, but he definitely left or, the project. He left uh, the project. Okay, due yeah. to creative so, differences with, uh, with Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali, got yeah, it. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So,
0: okay, cool. So we
1: have a script. We have a director. Yep. We have mm-hmm. a plot line. We have our cast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have all this. Let's get started, man. Let's I mean, do it. it. It feels like... I feel like we started talking about this years ago.
0: We did. We did start like, talking about this years ago. It was. This is crazy. 2019 was when this they announced this, and then every year since they're like pushing it off, and or something's going on with the script, Something's going on with the with the casting. It's just it's nonstop, we and we can't push
1: it back any longer. I yeah, mean, just it's, this, sh- this, should, this this is This better be good
0: because if it's not good, it's gonna be very disappointing having to wait in this long to see it. So it better be good. I'll say
1: one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It better be good. I'll say one thing. They've taken a long time. 2019, like you said, was when they announced all of this, and Mahershala Ali was going to be Blade, that titular character. Um, and we were all excited about it at the time. The excitement kind of went down, but now that we have a script in place, we have a director in place, we have the full cast, <laughs> we're gonna, we have a date of when we're gonna start to mm-hmm. get this project underway. Uh, there's some hope here. Yeah. Now, there's even more hope. If this was any other person, like, if you, like, for crying out loud, when it came to um, Mo- uh, Morbius, for example, I know that the actor who played Morbius was supposed to be a very, very talented person, but I didn't see enough of him to say, wow, I'm so excited for this guy, regardless of when it comes out. Like, there are certain actors out there that things can be pushed off and you're still gonna see it because that actor is a part of it, and you know that they're gonna give the performance of a lifetime. Okay, mm-hmm. that is not what I feel when I thought when I think about the guy who played Morbius, and I can't even remember the guy's fucking name. Jared, That's Jared Leto. That's how much I don't. Jared Leto. Thank you. That's how much I don't really care. <laughs> the, for the world guy, okay? remembers his name. Don't I've, worry. The world remembers him. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jared Leto, I've seen in a few different things, and there's nothing that I've seen him in that has. Broken ground. That's 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 um Stood out been too special. Like,
0: mm-hmm. That's
1: that stood out to me. Thank you. That stood out to me. Marshall Ali is not that kind of person. He's the kind of person that we I've seen in Hunger Games, he's mm-hmm. held his own. In um in Luke Cage. Yeah. He Luke held his Cage, own. right. I remember seeing that. And I'm still bummed about that because if I have what I'm I I believe other people had and that was a disappointment for how the first season ended because Mahershala ali crushed it as the villain at the first at least for the first part of of the sh- of that first season he was the villain the main villain yep and then they like threw it all up on top of itself and back down to earth into this into the, into the dirt and they made it the, the villain someone different, and I did not care for it whatsoever. If they kept Mahershala Ali as the main villain throughout the entire fucking thing, it would have been perfect. I loved what he did with the mm-hmm. character. So, going from that to this, he is now the titular character, Blade. We have been waiting a long time for this. And while I've said a lot of bad things about it, being like, who cares? Or is it really going to be coming out? Like, yada, 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 all that crap. I'm still anticipating the first appearance of Mahershala Ali as this character as Blade because I believe he has what it takes to fulfill our expectations and our anticipations. Everything that we are looking for, he will give it to us mm-hmm. in this role. I don't believe he's I don't believe he's going to give us the drama that Wesley Snipes brought with the character or with as an actor with the, the rest of his crew. I don't believe he'll do that. I believe he's a, a better actor than Wesley Snipes. If you are listening to this, Wesley Snipes, I apologize. But, you know, it's been too much. It's been too much. Uh, but, no, I, I, I really like Mahershala Ali's character. He is one of those actors that when he he's given a role, he crushes it. He knows what to do on the screen. And if the people around him know what they're doing... I have a lot of faith that this is going to be a great franchise for him and for all of us. I just need to get, I just, I wanted to get started. So Yep. here's the hope that it gets started.
0: That's right. Here's the hope and they get started because we need to get no more delays. If there's one more delay that happens, I swear to loving Jesus. Uh, But Steven, actually, I just saw this today. I don't, I don't know how many of them where they were, but Uh, Disney just released their updated release schedule for all their movies coming out in the next four years, three years, from 2023 to 2026. Uh, Marvel didn't move. However, there is two movies. Okay, so hold on now. I need to get it. uh, One second. I need to see it. I saved it here so I could talk about this. It's a very interesting topic, I think, here. Okay, so here we go. So 2023, we got Ant-Man the Wasp Quantum Media. In February, May, we got Guardians of the Galaxy 3. In July, we got The Marvels. And then we the next Marvel movie after that is, uh, let's see, that's May of 2024, which is uh, Captain America New World Order. And then we got Thunderbolts July of 2024 and then Blade September 2024 and then Deadpool in November of 2024, which makes sense. It's usually a winter month movie. In 2025, we have Fantastic Four in February. We have Kang Dynasty in May. But then we have an untitled Marvel movie in July, and an untitled Marvel movie in November, so we don't know those two movies just yet. But then in February of 2026, we have an untitled Marvel movie, and then in July, oh, in well, in May we got Avengers: King Dynasty, I'm um, uh, Secret Secret Wars, and then in July, we have another Marvel movie, and we have another one in November. So one, two, three, four, five. So we have five untitled mo- Marvel movies that we don't know what they are. Uh, and I'm guessing at least one of those is going to be Shang Chi two, right? Shang Chi two. I think another one is going to be Doctor Strange I mean... three. I heard that I heard that there is a rumor that they're fast tracking Doctor Strange three to come out before. Kang dynasty or before secret wars one of them one of the two but
1: I have I have a theory what's your theory or uh, for, for at least three of those five slots okay I believe three of the five slots are going to be dedicated to Hulk
0: Ooh. you think three of the five? Finally. Holy I think shit three
1: of the five of these are going to be dedicated to the Hulk because oh, think boy. about it this way we're going to be introduced to fantastic four and the X-Men very soon and these are coming out, and you said March 2025, and one in November of
0: 2025? Is that right? Uh, Let's say yes. I think it's May of 2025. No, no, no. It's uh, July of 2025, and then November. July of 2025, okay. and then November. And then we have one in February, I believe. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's something like that, but there's five of them. Uh, so there's two okay. coming out after Kang Dynasty, and then... Two coming out, a couple coming out before, uh, I think at least one coming out before Secret Wars, and then a couple coming out after Secret Wars. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So, with all of this said, <laughs> hear me out. Uh, this might be a uh, very stretch. Um, okay. It might be a very big stretch um, uh, for, for these, these things, but I'm predicting Hulk versus Wolverine. Whoa. Hulk Hulk versus Deadpool
0: what?
1: and World War Hulk. You think there's are all
0: separate movies?
1: I think they're going to oh be. Oh, my God. I believe there's a lot of story to tell here. If, if you're right, now, you're brilliant,
0: but I do not think that that's what's going to be on that list. <laughs> that's a good theory, Actually, though. Actually,
1: <laughs> I lied. Okay. No, no, I lied. I lied. I'll, I'll take away the Deadpool one. That might be a very big stretch. But I believe in the, the World War Hulk one. Mm-hmm planet hulk mm. and i believe there's gonna be a hulk versus wolverine one because that is one of the most iconic at least in the comics and also in animated um marvel most iconic fight scenes there is hulk versus wolverine because right. that's just uh, an epic matchup so i know that we've seen infinity war and Endgame game and all these different kinds of like epic level battles so you might not think hulk versus wolverine is that really worth it but you know what <laughs> if Wolverine stands toe to toe with the Hulk and he comes out losing some limbs, getting chopped in half, that's Marvel's way of saying they're going the extra mile. They're not shying away from the brutality of this fight because it's a very brutal fight between the two of them. Like Hulk destroys uh Wolverine into freaking like just a cells for the most part. Just just absolute brutality and and (laughs) fucking Wolverine crawls his way back to the rest of his body and heals up and then attacks him again like it's just one thing after the other and Mm -hmm. the Planet Hulk thing easy we've already seen Sakaar we've already seen what can happen on Sakaar and we can see the backstory of it and Hulk finding his family and all that World War Hulk we can see we can sort of see in the distant future we can see that um now it might just seem like I'm just blabbering away here, but with World War Hulk, there's a lot of there's a lot of um there's a lot of things riding on that that it the the disbanding of Avengers that was potentially formed. You know, mm-hmm. the Illuminati having to get together and and really deciding what to do with Hulk because he could still be a very big threat. even though he's a he was a hero for Infinity War and, and Endgame. End Game like he saved. The lives of billions of people, um, especially when he snaps them back into reality—literally, snap back to reality. Anyway, um, <laughs> Oop, there goes gravity. <laughs>
0: oh, goes rabbit. He sm-
1: There it is. Yep. <laughs> so, um, even though he saved billions of people um, with that snap, people still might fear him because who's to say that he that he, that he doesn't get it back under control again? Right. And the main reason why he's able to control himself um, at this point. Is because of that device, right? Right. So, who's to say that somehow his Hulk form doesn't finally take control over him, and we, we see him revert back to the old ways? It could happen. No, no, no. You're now, right. Now, it's a very far-fetched thing. But those are the three of the five, those are my guesses for movies we are going to see that are untitled. Because at this moment, Hulk is not owned by by Disney, as we know. We've already right. discussed. Um, so with Hulk not being owned by Disney, um, they'll be untitled because maybe there is a deal in the works that we are not aware of. And so... One, I'm sure there's many deals in up. the
0: works <laughs> that we're not aware of. No, yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> Disney Disney is, is all over the place at this moment. Like They're going to buy out everybody at this freaking point. They're going to buy out Apple. They're going to buy out Google. They're going to buy out every single conglomerate out there when they get their hands on mm-hmm. it. But right now, they're... My, my guess is they're making a deal. The talks are... The, the, the deal talks are, are underway. And that one, they don't want to get our hopes up by announcing it happening and then it getting canceled. Two, they want to shock the hell out of us. Three, I think that uh, with us knowing which movies these are, um, we're going to try deciphering how it's going to fit into the MCU. Whereas it could fall into place eventually say we go on the next two years with these movies then they drop that it's these these different movies these hulk movies that are being dropped and then it makes more sense that they're dropping it and it becomes more anticipated it becomes more excitable right excitable i don't know yeah i think that's a word
0: but that's that's yeah those are my guess that's my guess all right well that's a good guess and i hope that's a thing because that'd be really cool to see uh, especially since we, since we just got introduced to Scar and now he might die because isn't that really kind of what starts because he gets so upset and so mad?
1: Yeah, because his entire family's dead. Right, exactly. But all right.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we hear more about what those movies are at some point, either maybe towards the end of this year. Maybe they'll announce that, uh, what those movies are. But yeah, so let's move... On to topic number four. It's just real quick. Mando season three released a new trailer and it is coming out March 1st. So we get that in about a month and a half. So that's coming out soon. Are you excited about that, Steven? It's Pedro Pascal. Of course I'm excited. Course. Yeah, it's, the, it's <laughs> I... the year of Pedro Pascal, huh?
1: It really is. Did you see my post uh, today? No. It was a, uh, a meme and it had three knights pointing swords at the exact same thing. And it said, Star Wars fans game of thrones fans and last of us fans <laughs> and it says all adoring Pedro pascal yep. and his brilliance and I was like, yeah that makes sense yep. like he just he has it all man like oh, yeah
0: now he just needs We're to get into talk DC. about it more oh, he was in dc wasn't he he did he was playing he played in wonder wonder woman th- 2 uh 1984 that's right uh, oh my god he's, get, he's getting all of the them. whole
1: trifecta yep he's got he's he's hitting all the the gaming world star
0: wars marvel dc what is next
1: (laughs) what is next man i don't even know takes over the world think about
0: it oh boy he could all right so yeah that's season three coming out march 1st can't wait to talk about that and watch that but i think that's all of our our geek topics we do have one main geek topic to talk about and that is the last of us episode one you ready to talk about that steven
1: Man, I've been ready to talk about this okay. for the last
0: week. All right, so let's get into it. Let's go. All right, so okay. So before you talk, Stephen, because I know that you have a lot of thoughts, and I typically don't always have a lot of thoughts. I'm a very simple-minded person, I guess. I um, <laughs> got nothing really going on up here. <laughs> I'm pointing at my hand <laughs> <So, laughs> oh, wow so before you start I'm gonna quickly just go over what I think about this series just one thing I really wanted to bring up that I noticed in this in the series now in the okay actually you know what let's get a spoiler alert real quick you got it spoiler alert spoiler alert perfect yeah they announced this way back in the day this was coming out and I'm so excited it's here because we played I played game one and game two. They were great, and uh, so one thing that really stood out to me in this series—it's very similar, of course, to the games. However, I love how they're trying—they don't show us the the fights and the blood and the violence yet. I was
1: gonna say, yeah, yeah. like that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I know
0: ex- exactly. So they're not showing it to us yet because. It's gonna get brutal later, and they don't want to yeah. show us it yet because it's going, especially in that hospital scene at the end of this se- season. That hospital scene at the end, oh, seeing man. that in live action is going to be probably the best thing ever shown on TV if they do it correctly. I agree. I hope he. I hope agree. he uses a bazooka. That would be cool because I think I used a bazooka. A <laughs> couple of couple there are of a lot grenades of that I hope they use. <laughs> yeah. But yes. <yeah, laughs> well, so, what's
1: interesting is that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. continue. No, I was just
0: gonna say that was my main. That was like one of my main main takeaways was that that we kind of, they cut through it all, all the violence. They didn't show us it. Like even when uh, the neighbors were getting eaten outside, they were the car was already so far away we couldn't even really see. It was that already foregone. Yeah, and exactly. And then yeah. when they are doing the gun deal or the battery deal, I think it is uh, in the series, they skipped over the part where they, they had the gunfight. And then just exactly, all of yeah. the violence we don't see, even like even the violence with the um with the fireflies versus with fa- the inf- f- yeah uh was it what are the names with Fedra. Fedra. on the, Pedro. the guy on the roof. Yeah, yeah. He, we literally cut to that for like two seconds and then it cuts away. We don't see it happen. Like we don't see most of it happen. So which, I again, know. leads me to yeah. believe that at some point in this series, it's going to get violent and I cannot wait. I'm so I'm so just waiting for it. Can't wait to happen. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But just some quick notes. This this series takes place in 1968 for a quick second at the beginning where it starts with a, uh, a TV show. And a scientist saying that if fungus can raise the temperature that it can be can support in life in, then it could infect humans. And then it goes to jumps to two thousand three, and then that's when where um, kind of the main characters start. And then it jumps again twenty years later, twenty twenty three. Main characters being Pedro Pascal and of course Bella Ramsey as. Um, has what's her name? <laughs> what's her name? Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. So we got, yeah, we got Joel and Ellie, and then of course Sarah is Pedro Pascal or uh, Joel's daughter, and yeah, I think the only other main character is Tommy, uh, at the beginning of this, and I just just my quick reaction on it. I loved it. I cannot wait. It was very very similar to the fir- to the first part of the game, and with some with some a few differences here and there. Of course, but I I really liked it, and I'm looking forward to episode two this weekend. Uh, But Steven, I can't wait to hear your thoughts and your breakdown, and let's go ahead and get into it.
1: All right. So, as you know, The Last of Us game holds a very special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. This is a game that began development back in 2009, back when we were still in the PlayStation 3 era. And the game was released on the PlayStation 3 originally in June of 2013. The game developers keep finding themselves remastering this game for every console. It's it's been remastered so far for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Why would you say? Because this game is that fucking good. It has this cinematic feel to it that becomes so stunning to watch to play through, because from the infamous prologue at the beginning of the outbreak all the way to the end of the game's final shot between Joel and Ellie, the game sucks you in, and you cannot stop playing. At least, that's what happened to me. I have played through the first game easily eight or nine times, playing through every single difficulty, going through every single nook and cranny to find every single item you can find, upgrade every single weapon you can, doing everything you possibly can for that first game. Even finding some of the glitches that were in the first game because there are certain moments where you should be spotted by the enemy and you're not. <laughs> so there were some glitches at the beginning stages of this game when they, before they remastered it. But the Last of Us game is my favorite game. So understandably, when they released that they were going to be making a Last of Us game, or Last of Us um, live adaptation um, TV show, I was uncertain on how to feel about it. Mm -hmm. I was uncertain when I watched the first trailer. I was sort of excited, but I was uncertain. And after the release of the first episode, I can safely say that this show is in good hands. And there are no worries here whatsoever from here on out. Because that first episode solidified what all the gamers, the diehard uh, Last of Us fans uh, were wondering is this show going to be worth it? Are they going to stem from the game or are they going to take take it apart and remake the entire thing to something different than it was? And we got our answer. They're adding in different small pieces that are decent, you know? Like you're, you're seeing more ca- more development with characters you haven't seen before and it's giving you a Game of Thrones-esque kind of vibe where they're letting you know Certain characters more than you did, but those characters aren't safe. For example, Sarah, Joel's daughter. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of that stuff in the game. Right now, you get to play as her for a good, a very hot second. That's it. Um, when you're <laughs> on the couch, and then you you're upstairs, and you're just going through the to the, the house because Joel's not there. But they don't really show you who she is. Well, they show you a little bit more. She they show you at at uh, at her. At school they show you her fixing her dad's watch for his birthday they show you them sitting down eating breakfast together they they show her a lot for then her to be later just killed off and i think in doing so it makes you care a lot more about the death it makes you care a lot more about joel's backstory Mm -hmm. because it hits so much harder that way um there are other moments that I'll talk to, but I kind of want to go in order um, that that um, stem away from what the game's uh, cinematography was, but in a good way. But as far as what the the game the the game's live adaptation TV sh- series does, it goes frame for frame on some of the most iconic moments in the game. For one thing, when um. Joel, Tommy, and Sarah are in the truck driving away from the house that they were just in uh, to escape the the whole outbreak. It goes almost shot for shot mm-hmm. for what happened in the game between the burning barn to um, those those that family on the side of the road who's broken down, and he Tommy almost stops to get them, and then Joel's like, "What are you talking? What are you doing?" He's like, "They have a kid." It's like, "So do we," and then they have to drive off, and he chase the, the guy's like, "Wait, stop, stop!" Like that thing. It's there. Um, the moment where Ellie and Joel meet, that's similar to what happens in the game because Ellie does try attacking Joel, attacking Joel in that moment. And if she succeeds, game's over. <laughs> TV show's over. But no, like he catches a glimpse at this corner of his eye and then he throws her down and, and steps on the knife. That shit happens in the game. Shot for shot, amazing. Cool. Now, there are certain moments, like the chase scene between Robert and his goons we didn't see right there are other moments that we didn't see and you 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 touched upon it they're not showing the gore I think that was mainly because they're doing a lot of character building they're doing a lot of of world building Mm -hmm. to start off in the first episode they didn't want to just throw it into blood guts and gore like a lot of shows have done in the past um they want to get you into it feeling it feeling for the character because if you if you just just see blood guts and gore sometimes you're desensitized from the story itself from the plot from the character arc everything so I think it's a very smart thing to do to not show what it's now because you're right this is just the beginning we're gonna see a lot going forward a lot of blood a lot of guts a lot of gore a lot of shocking shit that if people who haven't seen the game or haven't played the game uh, when they're seeing the show they're gonna be shocked by it's gonna happen um and you don't see any real blood or anything until the last scene of episode one because you see them hiding away from it. like even when like the the, the, the zombies are eating the people, you don't see it either the, either you're way too far away or when Sarah like goes into that house of her neighbor and you see the zombie there, it shows you nothing, like no blood on the, on. well, it shows you the blood of that one guy sitting across the corner, but doesn't see any guts or right. brains being eaten or anything like that. It's just the zombie over, like all you see is the zombie over the person. You don't see them being eaten or anything. But I'm not sure if you caught this. When you turn, away, when, it, when, it, when the zombie go, turns up, when its head turns up to look at Sarah and that shot, you see that thing in its mouth. I thought that was like the hair of the person like they were eating or the brains or the whatever. Fungus. But when you look at it closely, it's not. It's the fungus. It's the it's the um the parasite. Right,
0: the parasite.
1: And when he it lifts up, some of that parasite latches onto the person that they were yeah. eating. Yeah. And so that's how it was tracked. And I was I didn't know it at first, when I look back at it and I watched it a second time I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, this is making more sense because it's—they're not going by the game's standard of what does the zombie look like. No, like they're showing you the fungi, the parasite. It's in their mouth, and it's just as soon as it makes contact with you, you're fucked because it will latch onto you and get into you in any way possible. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, yeah, Um, (laughs) I thought that the game that the episode was going to end." as soon as Ellie and Joel meet. And what apparently was gonna happen, this was talks for a while. They were going to cut the first episode out when Joel is w- is uh working. Yeah, and drops And they the come kid. across the kid. Drops the kid. I yeah. heard this too. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. That would have been and sad though been not very, to show Ellie that would be a very sad moment. Yeah. Exactly. You can't do it. I'm glad they expanded it to be a longer episode because we need to see the character building, the the uh of both these characters we need to to get it going in the first episode because there's so much that's going to be happening in the next few episodes oh yeah and i was nervous about how they're going to do the 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 story like how they're going to do every single episode i didn't know if they're going to do chapter to chapter episode like like maybe like they're going to like one full episode devoted to bill's town one full episode devoted to ellie's um time on her own and then yada 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 all that stuff i didn't know what they were gonna do but i'm very happy with how the first episode turned out because visually it's stunning the characters i love the building so far i really do i love what they've built the world they've built for us already yep. and i'm anticipating so much coming out of this show and i i what's the word i'm looking for there's so much to touch upon, and I think they're gonna hit every single nail. Yep. That it needs to. Every single beat that it needs to hit, it's gonna hit. Now, while I want them to cut to do like a shot for shot from the game before the tr- the, the trailer came out, I was like, I hope they do shot for shot for the game. I'm ex- I'm glad of what they're doing, where they're adding extra scenes. But they're small scenes. It's not like, oh, my gosh, they're adding too much to make it different from the game. No, it's they're scenes that are ex- sort of explaining what is going on that weren't explained in the game. Mm-hmm. Like when Sarah wakes up, um, when Joel and them are on the couch, when she wakes up in her own bed, that wasn't ever explained Like where the hell Joel was. And you're like kind of curious why the hell Joel's with Tommy in the whole situation. But it explains it. Oh, OK. This is how Sarah was able to fix the, uh, the. Uh, this is the when watch. Sarah fixed the, the, the watch. Yep. This is when Tommy was in uh, jail and Joel was like, oh shit, I got a call from Tommy. He's in jail, I got to bail him out. That's where he was. Okay, and that's why they appear. Our, oh, okay. Um, this is why Joel took the job he did. This is where uh, Tess was when she was trying to make the deal. This is <laughs> what her, what she looked like and this is how they went about it. Now what would I, would I have loved to see the chase scene between uh, Tess and and Joel chasing down Robert's men to get back all the weapons even though it was a car battery in this one um, yes, I really would have but you make a good point we're gonna see a lot of it later on so um, we are in for a big surprise now I'm not sure if you saw this but I but I tracked it twice. When I saw it, okay. When Sarah is outside in the house and she's being chased by the, the, the zombie, um, and then Joel comes to the rescue and she and he beat the crap out of the zombie with the uh, that uh, wrench that uh, something wrench I don't remember what it, was. it was some kind of wrench. Yep. Sarah's face, she's scared. She's like, "You killed him. Why did you do that?" Like, she's freaked out. This is the beginning of the of the whole. Uh, zombie apocalypse going on here. She's not used to it, um, and we're not supposed to either. But like, she's shocked about it. Now, go all the way to the end of the episode. Joel, Tess, and Ellie—they're on their knees because um, they got caught by one of the officers. Who, in the game, you don't know who he is because they don't explain that. But in this, they're giving—they gave him more of a backstory, more of a. Uh, more importance so more relevance i should say for when it came to the later scene because he is like the guy that loves to to see Tess and joel smuggle things for him like drugs and stuff um and he turns the other way like this time he was like i told you guys to stay inside this put, we're all on high alert why would you disobey get on your knees and he starts like testing everybody to see if they're positive or negative for um being infected and then it gets to her and, of course, Ellie is infected. She stabs him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then all that shit happens. And then Joel has a decision to make. Because he gets up and there's a flashback where the soldier who killed Sarah flashes the light at him. The same thing happened again. He's The flashlight is there. The gun's being pointed. And instead of running away he runs at the soldier and this time you finally see the brutality because Joel was somewhat timid a, a little bit timid in the beginning parts of the of this episode and now you see him unleashed you see what he is capable of yeah, 20, he's not just a regular later. smuggler 20 years later 20 years of of zombie, zombie apocalypse can change a person but even <laughs> in the beginning stage even in the beginning um, moments of the twenty years later for Joel, he just seemed very timid. Didn't seem like he was gonna. He was a, a, a fighter. He seemed like he was more just uh "I'll get by" kind of smuggler thing. Yeah. And of course, I know that's not who he is. You know who that's that's not who he is. But that's how he was shown a little bit in this in this uh, episode. Well, the creators showed us at the end of the episode who he truly is. He is a fucking nightmare for people. Because not only can he smuggle things, he can beat you. He can kill you. <laughs> he can he beat can you. He can really do some damage. <laughs> he can beat you. He can kill you. He can do a lot of things. And you see the blood in his hands. You see it all going down. And then this is the part where I, I say you see a, the opposite reaction. From Sarah from was freaked yeah. when she saw it happen. Ellie sidewalked over to, to get a better look at when he was beating the shit out of the soldier. And she liked it. Mm-hmm. She liked it. Now the director of the, of the um of of this show said pay attention to the score that's happening during this uh, during the, that moment in that episode where Ellie's looking down at Joel beating and she's excited and all that and then like he looks up and that score's playing they said that that's going to reoccur in one other very important scene in the series. Now I have a theory on when that's going to take place. When, if they do this the way I think they're going to do this, when Joel is injured, they're going to go down that route. They're going to they're going to redo that for the show. He will get injured. He will have to be he'll be incapacitated. Ellie will have to take care of him. And she has to be the one to get getting the supplies. And she has to run away from that whole gang. Yep. They go down that same route. And she has to face that exact same pedophile dude, uh, David.
0: Oh boy, um, that's going to be intense.
1: Yeah. And they showed his face in the trailer. So we're going to see him. I believe the second time that we see this score is going to be when she's stabbing David to death. Or killing him in whatever way it is that she kills him, to get her, get him away from her, and then that score is gonna play, and it's gonna be Joel watching Ellie do it, but instead of being, instead of him just looking and and being impressed, he's gonna be um, scared of who he's seeing at in Ellie because he's never seen that side. Like he's seen a fight to survive. Fight to uh, to keep going an extra day, but this was a all revenge, very just brutal killing of a person that she who attacked who attacked her who she was sort of scared of, and I can see the the score growing from what it was in that episode. Um, and instead of it being Ellie very happy that she's seeing this gore, it's gonna be Joel. Very sad that he has to see her doing this to somebody else. Right. That this is the world we've come to. Yeah, I can see that. Um, that's yeah, that's that's my theory here. But honestly, man, I just I have seen this twice all the way through. I've tried to find different uh, details here and there. There's so many hidden details, like in the, even the, uh, the the opening theme, which I am so happy they brought that back. I'm so happy that the same um, the person who did the score for the, the game came back and he's like, Gu- Gustavo something. Um, he did the, the, the score for, this, for the theme and also the, the music for the, the episodes. Um, I'm so happy they brought him back. I'm so happy that um, we're getting that exact same feel because it really helps you it reel in the entire world for you because the, the music helps, it really does it was beautifully done. Yeah, I uh, agree. Happy about that. I agree. Yeah. There's so much to talk about, <clears throat> but I'm gonna let you uh, take over.
0: Well, I mean, no, you. I mean, you talked about it all, so I, I love that we were able to get introduced to Ellie in this in this episode, because uh, I, you know, I don't know why, but I kind of completely forgot about her because of Joel and what he was going through. I completely forgot about having to have to meet Ellie at some point. And then when we did, I was like, "Oh shit! Yeah, she's like she's like the main character. She's she's the <laughs> she is one of the main characters." Uh, but yeah, I think Pedro Pascal as Joel is is perfect. He is so good in the role, and he's good in almost every role he does. So it was was not something I didn't expect to see, but. Uh And, yeah, we get to see Sarah and her day. And we also get to see the start because he's at work when she's fixing the watch and stealing the money and then feeding and then baking cookies at the neighbor's house. Right. So he's at work when that's Mm. all happening. But we see it through her eyes. We see the old lady start to turn. We see the scared um, uh, watchmaker's wife. It's like you better go home now cuz things are things are going down and then she starts hearing things on the news it's just uh we keep we getting little hints of it throughout the episode but we don't really get that we don't get that at all in the game so it's no, I don't. love the yeah, backstory so it was nice to see that yeah And also yeah. also we get the cold open where it kicks off in 1968 where they're talking about uh well in pretty great detail he talks about if it's possible that if a fungus, a fungal infection, could survive in a human body, uh, at the temperatures, because if the earth temperature rises, it's possible that the fungus could start uh, changing and adapting. So to be able to yeah. be able to go into a human body and live there and infect it, infect the brain and make the make the host do what they want it to do. So yeah. which is exactly what and the main goal would be to to infect other people and that's the other thing
1: yeah 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 and and the guy said what happens if if fungi is able to adapt and able to do the thing that that you're saying it is right and the guy says we lose yeah we lose and i'm like fuck yeah oh man and that could mean so many different things could mean we lose our own humanity we lose in the battle of finding a cure we lose our loved ones, we lose our homes, we lose so much. There's a lot of loss, and this sh- in this show in the in the game, it's gonna be about a lot of loss, yeah. about dealing with the loss, about finding that light, as they they say in the um, the fireflies sign. Um, oh yeah, sign. It's like if you're in the lost in the darkness, l- look for the light. And that's it's going to be very entertaining to watch because we're gonna see Joel and Ellie find the light within each other. Because they were in the darkness for so long, you know. Right. Joel in a different way, because he lost his family, he lost, he he lost his daughter, um, 20 years prior, and so he has to go about death in a different kind of way because he lost the most important thing to him. Right. now, he has to look for his his brother, who's left the left Phaedra completely. He left Boston
0: they to were, go on somewhere else. He wasn't looking for him in the game, was he? I don't remember him looking for it no.
1: He wasn't he wasn't. That, okay. He was they did mention that he left uh, and he was like when Marlene comes in the picture, he talks about how his brother was a part of the Fireflies at one point. Oh uh, yeah. Um and all that. But uh yeah. Anyway So I guess Joel's a better I, um, brother in the
0: game in the the show.
1: <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, um what was I saying? Oh yeah. Ellie, she has her own different kinds of losses, right from like her parents to uh, Riley, who they're going to be introducing, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. They're going to give us some the, the backstory of Ellie instead of just of us having to guess what happened. Right, we're going to see it because you she don't explains see the, it what happens.
0: But she doesn't. We don't see it. She, well,
1: yeah, in the game we don't we don't see it. She explains it. Right, but there is a side like a DLC thing you can you can purchase where it gives you the side oh, mission really? to play. Yeah, you get to play through her experience when she got bitten and all that with Riley, and then it shows you the cinematic moment when Riley's dead, and she's still alive, and she's wondering why she's still alive. And there's also, I think it's a part of the same DLC, um, where you get to play as Ellie when uh, Joel first gets injured, and she's dragging his body on the horse, and she has to get the, the medicine for him. Like, it shows you her going through the mall. There's a DLC where she has to go through the mall to get her the to get to get Joel the uh, medicine to keep him alive in that moment, oh wow, not just like later on, but in that moment. And those people that are part of David's crew, like some of them, follow her in there to to track her down. So like it's intense. Yeah, I would say if you can, if you have the chance to, to, to get the Last of Us Game of the Year edition, I'm pretty sure it has the DLCs attached to it. But yeah, play those. It's it's amazing. And uh, my guess is they're going to show us all of that. They're going to show us everything that we saw in those DLCs in this show because it is relevant it really is now um i just i just love i just love what we're going to to witness because ellie um who's uh what the heck's the actress's name i just i had oh, it in my head
0: bella ramsey
1: bella ramsey i didn't know what to expect when i saw her um pop up as as ellie but you know what totally makes sense when she started talking, I was like, Yeah, this is it. This is Ellie. I was like, Okay, <laughs> yep.
0: cool.
1: Yep. Um when when Pedro Pascal, as soon as he woke when as soon as he was he woke up and he started talking to Sarah, I was like, Yep, this is it makes sense. We're here. We got it. Let's do it. We have our Joel, we have our Ellie, we have our Tommy, we have our Tess and we have all the rest of our characters uh, to keep going through this uh, story. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for it because it's gonna be a phenomenal ending to this this uh, this episode this uh, series. Yep. So. Yeah.
0: That's right. I cannot wait for more episodes. Obviously, it drops on Sundays, so we'll be talking about that every every week. We talk about these episodes. I'm not sure how many episodes there are, but I'm guessing there can't be more than about ten. Uh if well, given that it was like an hour, hour and twenty
1: minutes. Yeah. Maybe. Let's see. <clears throat> the Last of
0: Us. But next week is the episode where they have to climb through the building that's sideways, and then they also have to go to the city hall. I believe it is, uh, the town hall, something like that. They have to go to some kind of big building. Uh, and yeah,
1: that's the the st- oh, I forgot the name of it. Oh man,
0: I think is it the city hall or is it town hall? Is it the Capitol building? It's the Capitol building, right? The capital
1: Capitol bu- must be the Capitol building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm just, I'm just guessing there. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Where is the number? It, I said, I, I typed in how, how many episodes, and it brought me straight to just something else. We have a lot of content, though, so we, we, we will not be uh, cut short of any of the content. There's going to be a lot of it, a lot of episodes to f- fulfill the entire storyline of the first game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we got, we got a lot going on and uh, cannot wait to watch more. So, yeah, that was a good breakdown. Thank you, Steven. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. But I think that will do it for this episode. And was there anything else you want to talk about, Steven? I don't think so.
1: No? But, you know, guys, if uh, if you're ever uh, free, if you don't have anything to do, you know what you should do? <laughs> you should check out uh, Flavor of the Geek podcast. Sure. on uh, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts because we do drop those on those two streaming services every single week that we do have a podcast episode. It will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, once you finish watching those episodes, if you're you know curious about any other geek-related content, you can always go to uh, Instagram. We do have a Flavor of the Geek Instagram account that we do drop like leaks here and there, like news, rumors, all that other stuff to discuss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we do have a flavor of the geek pod at gmail.com email address that you can use to email us any questions or thoughts, queries, anything like that. Um, we can discuss that in the next episode of the podcast. That's true. Um,
0: you know, there's
1: something else on my mind, but, uh, I can't put my, my finger on it. We do have a, a, uh, flavor of the geek TikTok account, <laughs> uh, which is, it's all fun and games, you know, but, uh,
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Check it out. I don't think there's
1: anything I have to say, though. I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's not everything,
0: or it is everything? <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> good to know. Oh, by the way, there's nine episodes. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. There's nine episodes. Nine
1: episodes. That. That's decent. Okay. I, that's a decent amount for yeah, what we have to talk not about. Bad. Okay.
0: Yeah. It ends in um, mid March. But all right. So. Yeah, so that will do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us for 50 episodes. Season 2, Episode 1 for this uh, podcast today. Uh, But yeah, thanks again for everyone listening. And remember, my name is Matthew.
1: My name is Joel. (laughs) And
0: And we love love you 3000. 3,000.